it's high noon in the desert, that means it's time for punchlines. I'm Frank Nicotero, longtime comedian, lifelong sports fan, and by the end of today's show, you'll be happier than this dog who finally learned to use the doggy door after four years. So look how excited he is. There's the doggy. Couldn't be cuter. Yeah, not really sports related, is it, Ryan? Should we tell him why that's at the top of the show? Because as of last night, we didn't have a lot of material for the show, did we? And then you and I cranked out the clips, baby. So we opened with the dog clip. Uh, anyway, I am super excited because just in a few minutes, the 4-0 Dodgers will take on the 1-3 White Sox. It's an exhibition game, but it's the first game in Dodger blue for Shohei Otani. So he's batting second. Second, yeah. The Dodgers are our home team. It's a 12-10 start. And what's the line on that game? Do we? Is it uh, uh, the Dodgers are minus two eighty five? So if you want to bet a game while you're here, uh, minus two eighty five. Dodgers are undefeated. White Sox are one and three. Maybe throw some. Now here's the bet that we have to talk about. So Jeff Parles, who hosts Sports by the Book, is aware of the fact that I have uh, I owe a lot of money for mentioning my hometown. So can we see the the tally here? So here's the tally. I'm at seventy dollars. So uh, I'll tell Chris off camera. Well, he's right there. He can hear me, but. I said I would not mention him. He's from Detroit. He mentions his hometown. He's very proud of his hometown as well. I said I wouldn't say <laughs> I wouldn't say my hometown during Lent. Every time I do say it, I owe $5. So obviously I've said it, what is that, 14 times already. Uh, but today, uh, Jeff has handicapped the bet for me. I made a bet. I said if Shohei Otani hits a home run today, he's probably going to get one or two at-bats, right? If he hits a home run in one of those two at-bats, my total goes to negative $15. This was a terrible negotiation by Jeff. By Jeff. You think yeah. so? Yeah. You feel like Shohei's going deep? I mean, I wouldn't doubt him to go deep. Okay. Me too. But if he does not hit a homer, my total goes up to $85 that I owe for Lent, which we're going to use for a futures bet or we're going to go to the bar with after Lent. So <laughs> it's either we add $15 or we yeah. subtract $85. $85. Yeah. Jeff, this was a terrible deal. <laughs> Listen to me. When he was giving Absolutely me the deal on the awful. phone, I was like, yep, that works. Yep, sure. Let's do it. Yep. Uh, yep. So anyway, Otani will be batting uh, during Chris's interview. We'll, we'll check. You keep uh, up to date. Let me know. But anyway, uh, but come on. Hitting a home run is not easy. Yeah. But when you're the best player on the planet. You got a little bit of advantage. Yeah. And you're playing the White Sox. Right. And who knows who's starting for them. Right. Right. All right, on the show today, very funny comedian, friend of mine, who was the only guest in the history of the show to drop multiple F-bombs during his appearance. So his penance was he had to come in studio, but it's because he's in town. He is headlining the Laugh Factory at the Tropicana this week. Jay Chris Newberg will be here. Uh, he and Jerry both play guitar. Jerry, you have a lot in common with Chris, and you've both uh, said the F-word on the show. So there you go. <laughs> Double horns it up. I have not. Now, can we show the board? Uh, we'll show it again to Chris. When, well, he can see it now. So. There it is. So, Greg Vaughn, former Major League Baseball player. We brought him in studio. Denny Nagel brought him in. Greg said it very clear. Jerry Trevino, when I asked him what was the alter ego of Eddie Murphy uh, in Nutty Professor, which is Buddy Love, you said it then. And then Chris Newberg, was, I thought Chris only did it twice. It was, he it did was, three. It was thrice. He did the triple. Yeah. All right. So, he swore to me today. He swore to me. He promised me. That he would not say it again. So hopefully everything will go. He's a lot, he brought a guitar too, so this is going to be awesome. He's going to do songs. Very funny comedian. I'm very excited to have him here. And some of our most successful clips are stories he told about Oasis and John Cougar Mellencamp, which you can get uh, on our video tab. Just go to, uh, what do we call them? Shorts. Yeah. 
Uh, who's in the chat live chat? We got a lot of people in there. Mini Dar, who changed the bet? Mini Dar, that bet was given to me by Jeff. Called me at home yesterday. Everyone was laughing in the background. I took it. And uh, Tommy points out that Frank makes at least $15 an hour doing the show. It's not that far off. Okay, so here we go. It's February 27th, 2024. It's episode 98, Ryan. Episode 98. Thursday's show will be 100. We have comedian Lunell. Lunell will be here. Never met Lunell, but she's going to be great. And then show 101, I'm supposed to become a Dalmatian because it's 101 Dalmatians because I lost a bet to you. I have to come to work dressed as a Dalmatian. All right. We'll see how that goes. All right. So um, you made a collage for show 98? Yeah. Yeah. Player collage. Okay. As you know, if you watch the show, we do these player collages. These are athletes who have all worn the number 98. All right. Let's see it, Ryan. What do you got? Oh, by the way, should we start with your jersey? I mean, he's on the collage. He's on the collage. Well, so. well, okay. Show the collage. Let's do the collage. Uh, sure. There it is. I'm going to take a sip of water. Watch, see how I feel this time. All right. So, oh, Brian, you and Brian are, okay, we'll start. We'll go, we'll go in order. <laughs> 98, uh, you put a Steeler in there trying to get me to say the, the town that it's in to cost me another $5. Is that current or is that former? It's not Gerald Williams. Former. Gerald Williams Hargrave? No. It, oh, no, Casey Hampton. Damn, Casey Hampton's 98. Oh, you have the names there. Yeah. I didn't realize. Good job. Sometimes he doesn't put the names in and I have to guess. All right, Robert Mathis. Uh, there you go. Oh, there we go. Robert Mathis. Wow, Jesse Armstead of the Giants. Yep. And then go ahead. You can you can take the next one. Go ahead. It's your favorite. Uh the future man to take over the NHL. Yes. 18 years old. Number he's one overall. He's 18. Yep. Number one overall pick in the most recent NFL draft. I think he's up to NHL draft. Yes. Did that you say NFL or NHL? I thought I said NHL. Okay, sorry. The glass. And, uh, I think he's up to 40 total points. Now, you bet the over on a season total. Yeah, it's not looking good. What was it? 75. And we've got like less We've got less than 40 games left. Yeah. So. Well, he can get hot. Yeah, yeah. But the rest of the roster isn't very good. Anyway, Connor Bedard. There it is. And your jersey. Let's show your, show your jersey yeah. off. You wore it for show 98. Bedard, there you go. You got that for Christmas, right? That I did. Thank very you, Dad. Nice. Thank you, Dad. Very nice. Um... He's, his health, his jaw's okay? His health, he's all right? Uh, yeah, better. I mean, it Has he scored be... much since he came back against the Penguins that night? Yeah. He, uh, well, he had two goals actually disallowed for offsides since coming back. Well, he's but a he cheater, has, that's why. Uh... <laughs> so everyone in Chicago he cheats. They stole the election. Like That's the Kennedy. Assists. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right, but anyway, yeah. Connor Bedard, very good one. Uh, Anthony Pleasant, that one you threw me for a loop there. That a, it's a Cleveland Brown, first of all. It's yeah. I try to yeah. block them from my mind. And then, <laughs> then Brian Aropko. Okay, do you know why I'm, why I'm laughing about Brian Aropko? The commercial? Sorry. Yes. That's he was exact, on a Geico yeah. caveman commercial. Exact reason why I put him there. Yeah. So here's the deal. This guy, they, they, they pegged him to be a superstar in the NFL. He did not become a superstar. He got hurt early. Yeah. But he must have had a deal with Geico for an insurance commercial. So he was such not a star that the caveman had to go, just like you say, NFL player Brian <laughs> It was the most awkward commercial ever. And the guy disappeared. But you put him as the hashtag. That's usually the coveted spot to be in the bottom-hand corner. Yeah. So you went with Brian Arakbo. And the yeah. cavemen are back, by the way, for Geico. Yeah. Yeah. They're people, too. What's that? Unfortunately. Do you remember they had a sitcom? Yeah, I'm going to bring in our guest right now. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this guy, he's a very funny guy. He's been on The Tonight Show, which we, he talked about his last appearance. He's a writer, producer, ton of TV shows we've worked together on a lot. And his special uh, is on the dry, uh, dry Bar on YouTube. And he's here headlining 
the Laugh Factory in town at the Trap All Weekend. Chris Newberg, ladies and gentlemen. Yay, yeah, Chris. Yay, me. Yay, Chris. Yay, me. Uh, what were we just talking about right there? The number 90. Arakpo. The number nine, Oh, Arakpo. And the, oh, yeah. Do you remember when there was a sitcom that the Geico Caveman got an ABC sitcom, actually? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. And it was really, really quality television. <laughs> so in a meeting somewhere at ABC, they went, you know what? What do we got on? What do we got on the sketch for this fall? How about we get the cavemen from the Geico commercials build a whole network sitcom around them? I think Geico needs to pick a mascot. Yeah, they're they're, they're all over the board. They've got tons of them. <laughs> got the lizard. Yep. The the camel. The hump day one. They got oh huh, that's one of our hump day. <laughs> that's one of our favorites. Uh, but they they just uh, they just keep making money, so they just keep expanding. I know. I think that's the, basically commercials are the original social media for bad ideas for bigger picture. <laughs> like, you know, because there's no difference technically between a 30 second commercial and a, a really hot 30 second yeah. viral video. This is true. So someone at the top was like, you know, who wants to see Kim more cavemen? <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> Let's make it an hour. Everyone. I got it. Got it. You don't remember that, of course, but. I remember the Iraq book commercial. No, not, I mean the, the actual si- sitcom. Yeah, the sitcom, no. no. Uh, Ryan's 23. 23? 23. Yeah. Turned 24 this year. How do you feel about that? Good for you, man. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. This is your future. This is it. <laughs> this is it. If I can grow a beard like that, maybe. Grab the coattails. I never was able to grow a beard until I was 24, so good luck. Really? Thank you. Thank you. I turned Almost 24 there. and it just showed up. Was, How long have you been growing that? Uh, I don't know. year, maybe? Yeah. I mean, I've had it cut several times. Yeah. It looks good. It doesn't dry. See, I can't. Well, first of all, I can't grow facial hair, but it looks, looks good on you, though. But I it's can't. It's fun to play with. I get to hold it. Yeah. It's like a little friend, if I'm not sure. Sometimes <laughs> I can put snacks in right. here. Storm for later. Yeah, just like remember remember the Harlem Globetrotters cartoon back in the yeah, day? Yeah, of course. And Twiggy always had stuff in his hair. I was like, yeah. a great idea. Yes. I can't do that up top. Right. Snacks down below. <laughs> Harlem Globetrotters, of course, the uh, they were on the Gilligan's Island. Harlem joke. And there was, a, there was a cartoon for that. We were talking, I think Ann and I were talking about that. All right. Uh, you know, Chris is very proudly um, from Detroit. Uh, you talk about Detroit more than I, uh, just as much as I talk about my hometown, which I won't say. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, don't, don't Pittsburgh, do it. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Jerry, Pittsburgh. Jerry, he can say it as many times as you want. Pittsburgh. Thank you. Pittsburgh. It cost me nothing. Cost him- <laughs> <laughs> Free. Free of charge. Now, now, since you play guitar, which we're going to break out a little later, and you are from Detroit, I wanted to share with you this very special birthday today. Journey guitarist Neil Sean. It's his birthday today. Uh, I'm going to have you guess how old Neil Sean is today. I'm going to set the over-under at 67 years old. Over. He is over. Do you know how old he turned today? Um, let's see. Let me do the math. So he was rocking. He was in his 20s in the 60s when he joined. Santana. He, he was, was like Santana. 16 or 7. He was like really young. It was crazy. It's a journey, 16, 7. I would say 71. 70 years old. That's frogs. That was really good. That was really close. See, he said frogs. He didn't say the F-bomb. But you have no idea how close it, it was. <laughs> To the other uh, one. So there's Neil Sean right there. Happy birthday to Neil Sean. Now, the reason I feel it's a little Detroit-related, I mean, the song Don't Stop Believing," which has become a sports anthem, mm-hmm. so we can wedge that into this show. Right. And they, uh, just a city boy born and raised in South Detroit. Are you from South Detroit? South Detroit is Windsor, Canada. Oh. <laughs> Wait, is it? Yeah, Windsor. Is it north? Windsor. Is, is Canada south of Detroit? That particular spot, it is south of Detroit. Now show me the hands there. It's on your buddy Matt's shirt there. You can see. Uh, Windsor is actually above. <laughs> Windsor's like, yeah, it's below the mitten. What's that bridge that takes you across? There's several. There's like the Ambassador Bridge. That's the one Mike Binder made that movie about, right? The Ambassador Bridge or something? I think so. I think he's a Detroit guy. Anyway, here's uh, five things you might not know about Don't Stop Believing. The song is four minutes and 10 seconds long, but the chorus only starts at three minutes and 22 seconds after the solo. 
I brought this up to you once, I believe. How many times do they say, don't stop believing in the song? Take a guess. Seven. It's only four times. It's only four. Everyone thinks, oh my God, everyone, it's nonstop, don't stop believing. And it only happens towards the end of the song, which well, is bizarre. It's a very non-traditional song structure for right. pop because it's verse, 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 chorus, 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 chorus. Correct. And then there's a bridge in there. Yeah. But in the middle, but it's like, yeah, it's very interesting. Very interesting. And it was written by Jonathan Cain. Jonathan Cain uh, was saying about quitting music prior to being hired by Journey. And his father told him, don't stop believing. It's true. Now, Jonathan Cain was in a band called the Jonathan Cain Windy City Breakdown out of Chicago. And when we first moved to L.A., my dad uh, from the town I'm from. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. You Thank Pittsburgh, you. I'm going to just point to Chris when he can say it for me. My dad hooked up with Jonathan Cain. Uh, let me rephrase that. My dad, <laughs> dad met Jonathan Cain, became friends. They actually wrote songs together. So my dad wrote a bunch of songs. And I remember going to his garage on Laurel Canyon. I remember going into the garage. He was rehearsing with his band. And my dad wrote a song called Spinning My Wheels with him. And my dad wrote a song about L.A. called L.A. USA. And in the song is the line, uh, The Midnight Sun, which, again, I'm not saying my dad, you know, whatever. But he then used that in Faithfully, which he wrote by himself. Mm -hmm. And my dad heard it and was like, holy crap, I, I used that line in a song. But he got no money. But Jonathan Cain was also in a very large band before. The Babies. Yes. I love the I have their greatest hits CD. CDs like this big and you put them in your car. He doesn't know what a CD They're is. They're coasters you can listen to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he was in the babies. Great group of, uh, great group of John Waite. Uh, so anyway, uh, welcome to the show, Chris. You are playing the Laugh Factory. Oh, it's out of control. <laughs> it's so much fun. <laughs> now, listen, uh, we were talking about this in the car ride. I went and picked up Chris because, damn it, I wanted him here that badly. It's closing. The whole hotel's closing April 2nd. Yep. I have a $100 trap chip somewhere. Can't find it. I don't know if I, I don't know if I can take it another, are they owned by Caesars or what are they owned by? Hilton. The Hilton? Can I get a, so I can get it to another hotel? I should find the chip. There's a hundred dollar chip somewhere in my I mean, If nothing else, it'll pay your Pittsburgh debt. <laughs> it'll pay my, there you go, it'll pay my bet. So, uh, what's, uh, what, is this your, this isn't your first time playing the Laugh Factory here in Vegas. I've probably done it for three or four times. Okay. Yeah. It's and, fun. I like Vegas. Vegas, but comedy's so different now. <clears throat> Comedy is just combative. You don't need your headphones, by the way. Okay. Yeah, just if you want to be more comfortable. I can hear, but that. Oh yeah. Okay, leave them on. Leave them on. Well, it looks cool. It does. <laughs> it just oh, looks shit. cool. It looks. It looks official. Okay. I hit myself in the face with them. All right, go ahead. Um, Vegas comedy. It's combative now. Uh, since the massive success of viral crowd work videos, yeah, audiences are under the impression that they are the show. Yeah. They have no filter. They say whatever they want, yep. as loud as they want, as often as they want. And it's like playing whack-a-mole with idiots. <laughs> like, it's just, I mean, like you, you don't, I don't, I don't, I don't mind hecklers. I don't at all. It's like, yeah. if you can't handle a heckler, you're not a good comic, but Correct. I don't, they're so, they're so good at it now. Like the best hecklers will heckle in the middle of a setup or right before a punchline because it throws off the timing of the joke completely. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's what you deal with a lot. There's a lot less material. It's a lot more. Where are you? Where are you from? <laughs> so who are you with tonight? Is that your wife or your side piece? It's like, oh. <laughs> side piece. Well, you know, actually, uh, these guys came over and saw uh, Craig Shoemaker. I don't know if you were there the night there was a heckler, and Craig flips out because Craig doesn't like hecklers at all. Really? Oh yeah, he had him kicked out. That's oh, that's horrible. I, I agree. It's like you you should be able to handle it yourself. Say hey, look, thanks. Boom, boom, boom. I'm you not. Know. I'm not speaking about. Craig specifically, but yeah. that's a level of ego I hope I'm never at. And I'm not referring to him yeah. that where I can't 
handle a heckler and I need to have them kicked out. Right. Because everyone in the room hates you <laughs> immediately. It doesn't matter. Like, it's like, that's why it's so funny because you'll see a person in the audience anonymous, anonymously assaulting you with different drunk language and you'll finally snap. Yeah. And you'll be like, okay, you want to go? Yeah. And then everyone in the audience is like, ooh. ooh three o'clock after school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's silly. But uh, so anyway, uh, we're going to go ahead. Uh, why don't we uh, sound the horns for Post with Post Time, Post with Punchlines. There it is. It's time for Post with Punchlines. We scan the internet so you don't have to. You probably have All right. We're going to lead with the Detroit Pistons. Oh, there's even a graphic. Look, there's my face. Punchline. See that? Oh, that's great. All the icons. We're a fancy show here, Chris. It's fancy. Big time, big time TV. So uh, I don't know. So you're a Detroit fan. Who are your teams? Are you root? Are you? I know, obviously, your Detroit teams, your Tigers, your Red Wings, your Pistons, your Lions. Uh-huh. We had John before the Lions game, uh, before the Lions during the season, and the didn't end well with San Francisco. I see. I disagree. I think it ended fantastic. I mean, we the, you're you're talking about an entire city who gets excited for a positive preseason record. Yeah, you know, and and, and our thanks our, our Super Bowl is Thanksgiving, so we don't <laughs> we don't care about anything else. Then all of a sudden we start winning with a dude who everyone admittedly thought was a chucklehead. Yeah, the second he starts talking, <laughs> yeah. and then like three years later you're like he's the smartest chucklehead. <laughs> I also want to drink seventeen cups of coffee, <laughs> and. I don't know. a beast. I listen. I'm a Lions fan. I go back to like Billy Sims days, and I love the Lions. So I was. I always thought they were a year away. I thought, but I think. I think next year they're one of the teams to beat, and they're one of the favorites here in the sports book. I know their futures bet was like forty to one or something, or sixty to one. I, I can check on that. But wow. um, yeah, it's pretty good. So uh, anyway, last night the the Pistons had a tough ending to their game. I saw it. Okay, so we have the uh, Brian or and why don't we roll the clip? The ending of the Pistons game. So it was a wild finish. They were playing the Knicks. So here we go. And can we juice the volume up, guys, please? Uh-oh. All right. So right here, first of all, he's tackled right there. Tackled at the 50-yard line. That yep. should have been a foul. Oh, quite, absolutely. Okay. So, and then, boom. Gets an and one. And one. And he hits it, and they win, what, 113-110 or something like that? 113-111. Yeah. yeah. And they were plus 900, by the way, Detroit on the money line. So if you had the money line, you're thinking, I have a shot. So obviously there were fouls on that last play. That whole scenario, that whole sequence, there were several fouls, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 So you watched the end of that. Now, is this so? Does Detroit just have bad luck, or what is it? I think so. Uh, but I mean, also, it's basketball is just not as exciting as it used to be <laughs> as a former Piston fan when people were making people bloody every game, and it the was bad boys. It was a, it wasn't even a flagrant. Yeah. It was just like ah, go sit down for a second. <laughs> totally, they wouldn't even. Yeah. I don't think Detroit has. I don't think the Pistons. I don't think they have it. They don't have a good squad for starters. Yeah. And, you know, but again, Detroit doesn't care because we have the Lions, so we're good for the next five years. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like when the Pistons had, when Bill Davidson was alive and he owned the Pistons and they won three titles in a period of like 10 years, that was exciting. Yeah. It was really fun. And people love to hate him. So it was the world against Detroit, basically, Detroit yeah. versus the world yep. because of the bad boys. And there's been documentaries, the 30 for 30s out saying, I hated Bill Lambeer more than any player in the NBA. I, I think everyone it. did. Yeah. But, I mean, if he was on your team, he's the best. He just was going to hit you. Yeah. Like, there was just no question he was just going to hit you. And then afterwards, he would step over and be like, I went to Notre Dame. It's a Catholic school. <laughs> if you watch old – you've seen games where, like, Jordan – probably, like, even, I think, during the dance, the Jordan thing. Or was it called the dance? The, yeah. When Jordan would drive the lane against Detroit, I, he was taking his life into his own hands. Because mm -hmm. it wasn't like we're going to maybe smack him. It was like punches – 
rib shots, elbows to the face. It was a different ball game. And you're right. They wouldn't even get a flagrant foul. It's like, all right, boys, let's get him to the line. Here we go. Yep. One and one. And he's like, blood. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> That's the way basketball should be. So your coach, Monty Williams, was not happy about this game. Monty Williams afterwards came and greeted the New York media. Let's go ahead and see Monty Williams. Press conference Where's after the, the game. Where's the New York media now? Quiet, just dead silence. The absolute worst call of the season. <laughs> no call. And enough's enough. We've, we've done it the right way. <clears throat> we've called the league. We've sent in clips. We're sick of hearing the same stuff over and over again. We had a chance to win the game, <clears throat> and the guy dove into Asar's legs, <laughs> and there was a no call. Yeah, here it is. Bam. That's that a tackle. An abomination. I agree. cannot miss that in an NBA game, period. And I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of our guys asking me, what more can we do, coach? That situation is exhibit A to what we've been dealing with all season long, and enough's enough. You cannot dive into a guy's leg <laughs> in a big-time game like that, and there be a wow. no call. Big-time game. It's I mean, ridiculous. <laughs> seven <laughs> point. You know, you just want go ahead. You can talk over. You know what the referee said what? when they talked to him afterwards? No. He said he looked at the camera with the straightest and face, and he's like, fair. "Decker never reported." <laughs> That's what he said. It was the same. He didn't report. You got to do it in basketball too. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> even if he's not even the sport, yeah. <laughs> he's in the stands going. I report here. <laughs> Decker never reported. I mean, just brutal. I mean, they really did get robbed on that. Uh, I, the line. I mean, the game. I would have loved to have been in a casino or a sports book during that game because if you had the money line, which was, but you're going. All right, I got a shot. I'm going to win this. Then he's clearly fouled and would have got free throws. Bad ending. So listen, that coach gets it. If you need a new coach in Detroit, you're not happy with them. There's a four year old coach that gets it. Show the four year old coach. There's a four year old coach. <laughs> I coach my whole butt. Off. I coach my whole butt. Off. I say I coach my whole butt. Off. I say I coach my whole butt. Off. There you go. I coach my whole butt. Off. I play the whole butt. Off. <laughs> that kid has more uh, hits on that clip than. Um, it's inspiring. Than it? <laughs> it's, it's motivating. His, his social media handle is like the four-year-old coach. So obviously his dad or someone's telling him how to say it. But he said, "If I coach my butt off, you got to play your butt off." Anyway, the kid's all over the place. But anyway, um, the Pistons are back at it tonight in Chicago against your Bulls, Ryan. Yep. Chicago, has, Chicago Bulls are favored by 11 and a half points in that game. Yep. How is that possible? Is it because it's the Pistons coming off a of back-to-back? That coupled with they've been playing better without Zach Levine, but they're also missing Patrick Williams now. So shouldn't be a very good basketball. How's their tackling? How's their t- <laughs> uh, they're not that big, so... <laughs> You might have a shot, and uh, I don't know if that four-year-old can coach because I don't know if he could coach for the Pistons in the game. Game starts at 8 o'clock, so that's probably uh, past his bedtime right there. But seven. My God. What's that? 8 o'clock Eastern. 8 o'clock Eastern. Well, I don't know where that kid's located. Yeah. Uh, Anyway. um, Well, Detroit and Chicago are in the same time zone. They are in the same time zone. You're right. Central. They're they're actually not. They aren't? No. Chicago's. Detroit's Eastern. Yeah. Yeah, Brian. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, That's my fault. Okay. Damn it. Thank right. you. Matt's right. even saying, Jesus, come on, dude. Well, game's in Chicago, so why would it be Detroit? <laughs> okay, it's in Chicago. It's down to 11 points here at the South Point. Money line, uh, you get the Pistons. There, there's no way the Pistons come back and win that game. Or are they like angry? Maybe this is a good money line to bet, plus 475, because they're like, you know. I'll take it. And's taking it. And's taking it. All right, I'm going to go throw uh, some money on the Pistons then. Let's do it. Let's do it as a group. Damn it. Let's do it. Pistons! 
I'll fade. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, okay, so Alex, uh, Alex White, our co-host, and I, I talked to her last night about this game. She had the over on the Baylor TCU game. Yeah. Yep. It was 140s. One of the 140s. Game starts off. I'm watching the game while I'm working. I'm looking. Okay, good. The game looks good. Starts off. Then an epic final five minutes of the first half where not one point was scored. And I think we have a, a montage of this. So here we go. So it was 28-25. So we had 53 points with five minutes to go. Did we just 20, have college 25, basketball? 25-23. All right. So we had we close to 50 points, but still five minutes to go. So I'm like, all right, if we can get that nudged up to 65-70 and a big second half. Look at the misses. This is almost you want to go. Was there a point shaving? I don't know what's going on here. It was a rough five minutes. So just the misses and the misses. Even like on some, even on some like bunnies and some, look at that layup. Nope. Okay. He was tackled by the way too. All right. It's TCU. Okay. And then deep three. Uh, in and out. This guy, come on. Building houses. <laughs> Bricks everywhere. Look at this. Nope. And the rebound. Didn't go back up with it. Close shot within 12 feet. Nope. That's phenomenal. So when you bet the over, Chris, and you're rooting, uh, th this is, and so there's still two minutes to go. So that was a three-minute spell with no points. And I'm watching this, and that's when Alex turned it off, and I as well turned it off. And uh, and then look at this. This is the best. Oh, breakaway, couldn't get it. Tapped out of bounds. No points scored in five minutes. Another miss. I mean, this is just brutal. I think my favorite part of, of betting an over yeah. is when you're watching it and, you know, you're constantly doing math. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and you're watching it and then one of the announcers goes, oh, it's been about five minutes since <laughs> Temple has scored. Scoring drought. What the? Yeah, mm. because you're right. You are. You're like, okay, uh, 10 minutes through the first half, 50 combined points, that's 100. It's on pace for 200. Oh, everyone does it. Yeah, and, absolutely. And that's the fun thing about overs. With an under, you're going, oh, okay. But uh, an under, you're slowly losing the whole game. With an over, you're slowly winning. Oh, uh, everybody who had the under was doing neat stuff to themselves with no one looking. That's a really <laughs> safe way of not saying what I was trying to say. <laughs> now, basketball, you have a basketball story you were about to test since you're still in basketball about uh, probably the most famous basketball player in the world right now. Yes. LeBron James. You have a yes. theory or a story. I can't remember. You just started right, it and I'm I stopped you. I'm just going to throw facts out throw there. Facts. You come to whatever conclusion you want to come to. Okay. Okay. Safe to say LeBron is a successful basketball player yes yeah, very successful very successful spends what a million dollars a year on his body upkeep according to He's got that tonal machine that he created or yep. Yep. lots of lots of rowing lots of rowing and uh so several years ago there was a story in the in the la news that and people were getting on lebron because lebron and his wife said it was cool for his underage children to have wine <laughs> and then the joke i made at the time was before we go getting upset right and calling him a bad parent right Let's see how far they go in the playoffs. Right. <laughs> because it's going to change everything. They win the national championship, or the, the world championship. Yeah. That's fine. And give the kids wine. But now, his son, who's been boozing it up since high school, decides he's going to play basketball. Right. <laughs> and also, why? if your father was LeBron James, yeah. and you also had to be, I mean, you kind of, you're born knowing that you have to give it a shot. Right. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah. There's an enormous amount of pressure on you. Why wouldn't you drink in high school? <laughs> because it's like, you're never going to be, I mean, when it, when has there ever been a situation? It's very, probably Where rare. Where exceeded the father. It's very rare. Like Rod Stewart has a son who, or a kid who writes songs. I'm right. pretty sure Rod's never opening for that kid. <laughs> So now LeBron, now Bronny's having some heart stuff. Yeah. So I'm just saying. Yeah. 
before we go saying what a bad parent LeBron is, yeah. let's see how they do this year <laughs> in the playoffs. Well, they did win the uh, in-season tournament. So, yeah, which no one even remembers at this point. It was exciting when it happened, though, wasn't it? All right. Uh, So uh, who's working with you at the Laugh Factory, by the way? A couple guys? Yeah, Gary Gary Brightwell and Adam Freeman. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you're doing how many? It's two shows a night. Oh, it's 14 for the week, (laughs) which is enough. It's a lot. It is. It's a lot. But I I picked up another show today at five in the lobby. You did? (laughs) I'm doing a corporate gig. He's, he's seriously doing it. He told me in the car on the way over, but that's going to be great. I have no complaints. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the trop's kind of weird now because it's mostly empty yeah. and it just looks like sad. It looks like, you know, it looks like when you're walking through it, it, it there could be a tour for someone to be like, do you want to see where one scene in Goodfellas was shot? <laughs> and like, that's their, that's their drawing factor. I remember being here about 20 years ago, 22 years ago, we were found, and the trop's big draw was they had a chicken that played tic-tac-toe. And you couldn't beat it. If you beat it, you won a prize. And this chicken was in a cage, and they'd bring it out for a couple hours a day, and you'd stand around, and you'd stand in line to play him. And you'd, you'd hit a button. And he would peck uh, where, obviously, there were seeds there, but you couldn't. I, he never lost. Okay. Those are the days of old Vegas. That was entertainment. That was big entertainment 20 years ago in Vegas. Now, we have Bruno Mars. We got uh, Blue Man Group. And both of those, both of those people, that you, both of those folks that you just mentioned yes. or all of those folks you just mentioned yes. have losing records at tic-tac-toe <laughs> against the chicken no doubt either uh we have more posts with punchlines we're going to take a quick break chris is going to break out the guitar perhaps we'll hear some more music uh music stories maybe do you have another story that equals the oasis or mellencamp story i do okay. I've, I've, I've got a gin blossoms one for you i just saw i saw the gin blossoms last summer it was uh bare naked ladies gin blossoms and toad the wet sprocket mm-hmm. bought the tickets during covid Okay, so we knew the concert was June 20th, so uh, COVID's kind of ending. Uh, I tell my girlfriend, hey, I'm going to pick you up at work. We're going to head down to the uh, the Greek. So I look at the traffic. Uh, I go to pick her up. As I'm picking her up, I realize the tickets were for June 20th the following year. So we almost drove. <laughs> yeah, it was three years. It was three years it wow. took for this concert. But it was a hell of a show. Toe the Wet Sprocket, Jim Blossoms, and Bare Naked Lay. It was a good show. I've worked with all of them. Have you really? Okay, well, we're going to hear about that when we come back. Take a two-minute break. We'll be back with more Chris Newberg and more Post with Punchlines. South Point offers all the types of entertainment you'd expect at a first-class Las Vegas resort. Did you know our 400-seat showroom is one of Las Vegas' top destinations for live entertainment? Enjoy live performances by classic Vegas entertainers, bands, and today's hottest comedians, plus a rock and dance floor. You can also enjoy live entertainment at the Grand View Lounge, where you'll feel all the vibes of old Las Vegas. Enjoy the music, and if you love to laugh, don't miss The Dirty at 12.30, our very own free comedy show, every Friday night at 12.30 a.m. in the Grandview Lounge. The Dirty is 100% free, so arrive early. Go to southpointcasino.com or call the box office at 77136 for today's performances at the showroom and the Grandview Lounge. When you're ready for your favorite cocktail, stop in and unwind at one of our seven specialty lounges. There's a bar around every corner, because you're in Vegas, baby. South Point Casino has plenty of attractions for the whole family. Catch a movie. Our 16-screen movie theater includes two XD extreme screens for the ultimate in viewing, sound, and luxury. 
After the show, treat the family to a variety of treats at our old-fashioned ice cream parlor, Kate's Corner. We scoop up a variety of creamy concoctions, including smoothies, handed cones, milkshakes, malts, sodas, and sundaes. At Kate's, there's something for everyone. And if you've still got time to spare, our bowling center might be right up your alley. Voted Best of Las Vegas, it's a great place for friends and family fun. 64 lanes, a pro shop, snack bar, and arcade. And while the kids are bowling, you can play slots and sip on a drink in the Alley Cat Lounge while overlooking the lanes. For our more serious and professional bowlers, the South Point is also home to a separate tournament bowling plaza. All right, so you might remember yesterday on the show, uh, <laughs> Anne, are you all right? It was write a letter to your elders day, and Ryan just wrote me a letter, dear Frank, F you. That's what he wrote on the letter. It was very heartfelt. Uh, and now I'm even more, I'm mad at Ryan because we went to break. He goes, oh, Shohei Homer. And I was like, he did. He's like, no, I'm lying. He struck out on three pitches. So you got me all excited. That's two strikes, Ryan. <laughs> That's two strikes. Uh, so he struck out. He's going to bat again. Out. Yeah. And show Tani, it's more like, no, Tani. <laughs> All right, we have a question. Uh, Christian Hansen, who's uh, a.k.a. B-Town Dummy, because he's from Bremerton, Washington, uh, who you worked with on the Bear Grylls show. I did. You did. You guys were, where were you guys for that show? Uh, somewhere, Georgia. Dun yeah. Dunwoody, Georgia. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, so you worked on, so Christian, uh, regular in the live comments, he said, for Chris, what movie best represents Detroit, Axel Foley and Beverly Hills Cop or RoboCop? Eight Mile. <laughs> eight Mile? Okay, that's the, <laughs> your buddy Matt who's in from out of town. Eight Mile all day. I mean, RoboCop Robocop sort of played on the stereotype of Detroit being sort of like a, a suck The suck first town. city to die in America, yeah. And then Axel Foley was mostly in Los Angeles. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Except for his friend got whacked in Detroit, though. Right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's also true. And there is a fourth Beverly Hills Cop completed and coming out later this year, I think, on Netflix. Yep. He's got the same jack. He's still got the, the Mumford and the Detroit. I mean, which shows it doesn't pay a lot to be a detective. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, he's got the same clothes 40 years later. Yeah, change your style up, brother. <laughs> uh, doesn't, all right, let me make these bigger here. Hold on. Uh, Ryan McCormick. Uh, let's see. The crowd is packed. I thought you were going to say. Yeah, okay. You know, uh, uh, Reno Paul brings up a good point. There's a lot of Japanese fans who are going wild for Otani at this game, which is in Arizona, correct? Camelback, whatever. So maybe he gets four at-bats. Because he said he wanted 50. Okay, he wanted 50 at-bats in the preseason. That's what Otani said. And I'm sure when you pay someone $700 million, you're going to do it. Uh, Bill Lambeer is the original center who shot three-pointers. I don't remember. Lambeer shot three-pointers? Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, put 70 on the Pistons' money line, Minnie Dar says. Uh, Bob Dell, my good friend, said I'd say 8 Mile represented. He actually agrees with you on that. Shout uh, out to Bob. Oh, and Minitar also points out the trop in Laughlin is happening. So if it goes well here this week in Vegas for you. Maybe I could do a tour. Fingers crossed you can do the Tropicana tour. Laughlin's a big city. Okay. Have, Have you we, ever been to Laughlin? Do we drive through it on our way from LA? No, it's uh, it's a different direction, right? It's uh, Yeah. How far is Laughlin? Uh, three hours? Is it I was there. Three hours? I checked in. My mom was uh, visiting her brother in Lake Havasu, Arizona. My mom's watching. My mom still hasn't subscribed to the show. Still hasn't figured that out. So when we need an extra subscriber, uh, we drove to Laughlin and my hotel room was $8. Oh, 
And I, I looked at the guy at the front desk. I go, why are you even charging? Why, oh, $8 yeah. really? So this cost $8 to say it. And, and by the way, stayed on the water. It was lovely. Don't Always you, good when the director yawns in the middle of a show. Always good for comedians. Don't you think that like there's a certain dollar amount that's too small that it's yes. like you're only you're almost uncomfortable. Yes. Like you know like air, like airplane like when yeah. when 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 Southwest is like anywhere in the country for forty bucks you're like <laughs> I'd feel much safer paying two hundred. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's what I think. That's like Spirit Airlines too. You. I've never done Spirit. I, again, I'm not going to knock it. I've had good experiences with Spirit because they're the only nonstop airline that flies from LAX to my hometown, which I'm not going to say. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Right. Thank you, Chris. Flies nonstop and you upgrade. You get the big seat up front. It doesn't recline, though. You feel like you're in first class, but you're not. Uh, Bulls played their best game the other night versus the Pelicans. They will bounce, says Minidar. Um, and Bob Dell's like, in all caps, I said that about eight miles. So he's very happy that he agreed with Chris. Um all right, Chris. So you pulled out the you pulled out the guitar. You have a sheet of paper in front of you that yes. is uh, that has more things on it than I've ever seen on one piece of paper. It is my. Uh, these are my like you know. Are you familiar with football? I'm. Familiar. <laughs> uh, I'm aware of the CFL. So like an offensive coordinator. Yeah, has right. Plays. It's exactly what I do. I've never not done it. Uh, when I when I was in a band a million years ago. Oh, I can tell you. Jim yeah, Bowie. yeah, yeah. Um, when I was in a band a million years ago, you always have a set list. Set list, sure. And you don't think. You're like, well, I'm going to know what's next because it's in marker right. on the floor. <laughs> and I'm trained that way. And I, yep. I'm also, I write a lot. Yep. And I can never remember all my jokes. So I write them down and there you go. But see, I do bullet, that, I do a very similar page. And by the way, it's folded in four, so it fits in your back pocket. Mm -hmm. And so you uh, never know yep. when a show is going to break out. What's that? You never yeah, know you when never a show <laughs> You might be so, well, like tonight at five o'clock in the Matador room at the Tropicana. You're gonna exactly. I I have the same thing, and they last a couple months, and then they just start falling apart. And you got to transfer, and it's kind of sad because you're like, oh, I kind of like this piece. You knew where everything was located, mm -hmm. but uh, I do the same thing, and I'm bullet points. But you write stuff out verbatim because you do a lot of like, right? You do you write out verbatim, or you just bullet? Yeah, that's that's okay. No, I have a I have a joke here that says taco, <laughs> and for whatever reason the joke is and it's not even a joke it's more of a concept okay it's it's very challenging like for fun next time you go to taco bell okay and you want to order a chalupa prior to ordering the chalupa put dua lipa on the radio <laughs> and it makes it so much harder so right because you mostly order a chalupa <laughs> <laughs> which is a popular which how have they not tied in and got her to i mean it seems like a no-brainer this time like, but I got that out of taco. <laughs> and that's all you need. So it's, I always feel like if I was ever in a horrific accident and someone found my thing in the back, they'd be like, oh, let's decipher Frank's last material. They wouldn't. Like for you, they'd see taco and go, oh, it was something brewing with taco. Yeah. And like, I have another one here that's do it. That's war jealousy. Okay. War jealousy. And I wrote this when the Ukraine-Russian war started. Right. Now, of course, terrible. No one's trying to make light of war. Right. But I thought there's probably a lot of people who are soldiers who are in relationships. Okay. And the soldiers who are in relationships are probably like hiding in bunkers and basements and doing their thing. They prop some of them probably have jealous girlfriends who are like, where are you right now? Can't talk hiding. <laughs> who are you with? And then she's like, I take a picture you sent right now. You and, and then the guy's like, fine here. Takes, boom. You know? And it's like, I just think that that's probably real. And Turn your location services on. Yeah. <laughs> that's a little shady. <laughs> So I think that, yeah, and that came from that. Okay, well, you, you were talking about set lists that bands have, and you mentioned oh. some about that you've worked with the Jim Blossoms, the Bare Naked Ladies, Toad the yeah. Wet Sprocket. It's a great show, by the way, at the Greek. But anyway, you, you were going to say something about the Jim Blossoms. Okay, so 91, 92, whenever New Miserable right. Experience came out, I fell in love with the record. I was obsessed with it. 
uh, all of Doug Hopkins, the Douglas Hopkins, the guitar player, songwriter for the Gin Possums. I was, I was like, I wanted to meet him. I thought we were kindred. I was like, he's one of the greatest songwriters ever. Right. And I was on this record so early, like, Hey Jealousy hadn't even popped yet. Yeah. And I heard the record. And the second I heard it, I was like, found out about you is going to be the biggest song on this record. It's yeah. going to be gigantic. And I finally, as luck would have it, we got to open up for them at this bar in Ann Arbor called The Blind Pig. And we were so excited. And oh my gosh, we're going to meet Jesse and Robin and Doug Hopkins and whatever. And we got there. And I'm looking around and I can't see Doug anywhere. And I was like, and, I, we, and they, to their credit, they drank a lot. Like okay. they would have full <laughs> trays of Jägermeister sent oh to, the, to the stage. And they would each do a couple. Oh. And this was like, they were drinking heavy. So I, we were chatting with the band afterwards. It was myself. The guitar player, Graham, who was in the band with me at the time, and, and I think it was either Robin and Jesse or another member, I don't matter, and I, I, I don't remember, and I said, where's Doug, where's Douglas Hopkins? And they're like, oh, we fired him. He left the band. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? Why? Why would you do that? I'm like, I'm just so curious. And uh, he goes, he needed alcohol more than most people needed oxygen. Like he was such an aggressive drinker. He was never sober Oof. and it was so bad. And I was like, Oh, that's weird. So they, they, they leave the room and I'm with Graham and I turned to him and this was, I think six months to a year from later when it happened, I go found out about you is going to go. Number one, the second it goes, number one, he's going to kill himself. Two days after it went, number one, he took his life. Oh God. And it was just a weird story. Yeah. And it was just uh, still love the song though. Yeah. Sort of a diner, right? <laughs> it's a lot, but, but yes. Uh, and that's why their second album is called, like... Congratulations, I'm sorry. Congratulations, I'm sorry. You're successful, but I'm sorry to hear about... And the only hit off the second record was written by Detroit's own Marshall Crenshaw. Rick James. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Rick James from Pittsburgh. <laughs> I can't say it. Uh, all right, so uh, what do you got for us? Um, okay. Good news. I, by the way, Chris is... Go see Chris at the Laugh Factory this weekend here at the Tropicana in Vegas. But you can catch him all over at the Chris Army as the social media stuff. So, all right, he's checking his notes, ladies and Well, gentlemen. I'm trying to figure out what's safe. And um, yeah. so, I'll, okay, so like when you're, I, I've been a songwriter my whole life. Uh, and, you know, when you're younger as a songwriter, my very first song that I wrote for comedy was called The Perfect Girl. And I was 23, <laughs> 24 at the time. And, 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 and The Perfect Girl in your 20s goes like this. Wouldn't it be cool? When we were done having sex, you would leave. Like in your, like that, in your twenties is ideal. But I'm, I'm not in my twenties anymore. Right, it right. would be super creepy. So the perfect girl fifty version is, please don't leave. <laughs> I can't find my readers. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, it, and it's accurate because, like, you know, it's just really funny. Because you know, like you're you're just so you're so confident when you're young and you're so ready to say anything. Like you'll like I, you would write a song in your twenties to be like, I would give you everything I have. And in your twenties, you don't have anything, <laughs> so it's so easy. Yeah. And now I have so much stuff. Right. And I don't want to just be like, hey, do you want this old mattress? Right. You know, be like, and then or you say things like. We don't need money. We can live on love. It doesn't. No, it's not. That's never been a thing. Yep. Never ever once been a thing. Uh, so, so 
so you know i have to write songs now that are honest and it's like my, my songs that i write now are i may not be the best i may not be top nine but i'm here to confess i could make you a lasagna it's, it's like that's you know it's short and girls are for that. That's if, good. If right. they have a microwave and a frozen <laughs> Stouffer's, I could make them the best lasagna. It's Stouffer's. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, how how much do you do? How do you decide if you're going to do guitar stuff? I mean, I know you do both. You're one of the funniest writers, so you do straight stand up. And I've seen you do shows without the guitar, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, what do you? What's your breakdown on that? Um, it's I usually do uh, like. 70 30 yeah i just do guitar at the end yeah it's kind of a fun thing because if you walk out i learned it it took me many years to learn it if you walk out with an instrument people are just they're they're like oh this is gonna be insufferable right like i don't want to it's like it's gonna be bad yeah and so you disarm them with your ability to actually be funny right and then as a bonus you're like oh cool they can you know play also because then they're not they're not worried yeah right you know because if you pick up a guitar people think it's gonna be like you know oh and like some weird chord that's not really a chord <laughs> but um yeah <laughs> unbelievable unbelievable do uh, you want more songs yeah please okay yeah oh uh, anna by the way and our director has never applauded by the way like that oh good yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. oh yeah well i mean like what well, you like for more like you're like more more right okay yeah that's good all right well i just do you have a can i can i ask you a question yeah because i want to as far as a word goes oh yeah uh, if it's yeah you can say it you can say it right Okay, I just want to, I just, well, this is funny, I think. So now the sensation with the young people, and they're like, and I'm putting a capo on, I'm, not, a capo, I'm yes, not down tuning to D because that would make this bit easier. But like whenever you, like now, it used to be like when I was younger, it used to be a big deal. You would get a camera and then you would drop it off at the photo mat. <laughs> and it was like a big deal. And like, you know, you could pay for an hour, like, you know, yeah. developing or you get it the next day and you're excited. You're like, oh, cool, cool. This is horrible. This is great, whatever. <laughs> but now it's like instantaneous. Everything's immediate, but that's not enough. People, when they post a photograph, they need to also have a soundtrack or music <laughs> underneath it. And, yeah. and it's confusing. Like you'll see a salad and underneath it, it's like, hello, I've waited here. For and it's like, it's a salad. <laughs> it's a salad. Of course you waited. You it had someone made you. fighters. It right. doesn't need it. But I'm saying the industry that could most benefit okay. from this, and I was told I was allowed to say this, so get that button ready, um, is the D-pick industry. Okay. Because, like, <laughs> ladies, when you, when you get the, the pick, the, the, the genitalia yes. photograph, it's, it's surprising. Right. Because it's usually like, oh, I just got a text message from Steve. Oh! <laughs> but now it would be super awesome if there was a disarming song Underneath it, so you get Steve's, you get Steve's goods, and underneath it, you, you hear. <laughs> and you open it. You can't always get what you want. And I think that's, I think that would just make so many picks like that so much easier to. Oh embrace. my god, hysterical. Um, the Dua Lipa taco thing. I still can't get, but that's we're we're cutting a clip out of that. That was hysterical. Oh, good. I can do more jokes. You want to just joke? Yeah, do some more jokes. I don't understand the phrase "rubbed me the wrong way." <laughs> Anytime I've ever been rubbed, it's been quite nice. <laughs> like it's just it makes sense. Um, I'm not a I'm not a uh, I'm not a prankster, but 
I just think that if you replace someone's weed gummies with fiber gummies, <laughs> it would be so funny. <laughs> Someone asked me, I'll just keep going. Go, dude. <laughs> Someone asked me uh, the other day, they're like, they wanted to know what the best Mexican okay. in LA was. I was like, it's my friend Eddie. He's great. <laughs> he's absolutely the best Mexican. He's so time. He's so timely and cordial. Uh, I think insurance companies should sell reassurance because a lot of single dudes would buy that. <laughs> you know, at a bar, single, single thing. Uh, let's see. Uh, dating in Los Angeles is a lot like a deck of cards. A woman takes your heart, so you give her a diamond, and then you scroll on your phone and see that she's banging David Spade at the club. <laughs> see, that's good. That's uh, good. You got all four suits in there. Got all four suits. Uh, oh my god. The opposite of Lizzo <laughs> is Thin Lizzy. <laughs> Why isn't it called Girl Necologist? <laughs> it is a guy. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, um, there's a bunch of new ones I have. Uh, if you want to work them out, go for it. John Candy. Yeah. In incredible comedic actor, or the stuff men's room attendants try to sell you. <laughs> I think that's funny. <laughs> that's excellent. Uh, I'm confident, but not like wear a leather shirt confident. <laughs> Uh, let's see. That was a good one. <laughs> I want to. I want to. I want to get an old dog and name it New Tricks. <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool if Jody Foster fostered some kid named Jody? <laughs> Wait, this is so good. I've got all. I forgot about all these. <laughs> do do and during times of tragedy, do atheists send thoughts and <laughs> Sony, Panasonic, Denon. Sorry, I don't mean to stereotype. Oh, it's such a Wait, I missed that one. Sony, yeah, Panasonic, right? Denon, Yamaha. I'm sorry, I don't mean to stereotype. Oh, stereotype. Okay, I got types. Took me a second. Stereo. I, I, I was late on that one. But when you threw the after Denon, you threw in Yamaha, so that helped out. The turning indicator on a Prius is called a virtue signal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you know? What a bunch of crows is called? A murder. Yes. And do you know what a gaggle of Ruths are called? No. A Chris. <laughs> Ruth's Chris. Ruth's Chris no. Steakhouse. Yeah. Again. <laughs> uh, wait. That, the Bible says thou shall not covet your neighbor's wife. But if they move a few streets over. <laughs> Game on. <laughs> uh, how come everybody says body of Christ? What about his mind? <laughs> if you're breastfeeding your child and the child winks at you, you're going to have a lot of interesting parenting. <laughs> <laughs> he winks at you. <laughs> Do you think that there's uh, just you can stop me whenever I'll just I'll do two more and then we'll do a couple clips. I, I were enjoying this thoroughly, Chris. I'm so happy you came. Okay, thanks. Uh, two things. I want. I, I was wondering, like, is there a shark? Or like, there's probably a bunch of sharks in the ocean, right? Who are pissed that they didn't get booked on Shark Week? So they're like, they're like walking around, be like, I'm so much more talented. I'm so much better. I have an OnlyFans. <laughs> Um, That's right. a good joke for comics and actors. Perfect. Thank you. Uh, all right, la fins. Last one. Last one. Bring us home with that. Okay. So people with children, um, cool. Good for you. That's great. <laughs> right. uh, that's wonderful. Uh, you're, you obviously have a lot of photographs of your children, but your friends who don't have kids, they don't, we don't, no. we don't want to see the picture of your kid. We just don't. Um, but we can't say we don't want to see pictures. Can't, can't be like, no. I don't want to look at your 
kids' pictures. So an easy way to make it never happen again is when one of your friends shows you a picture of their kids, you have to be like, oh, cool, I don't have that one, and then scroll your phone <laughs> and show like 200 pictures of their kid, and they will never, ever... Like you're collecting cards. Yeah, I like, don't have that. I don't have that one. That's great. And that's a perfect joke for Ryan, who just had a newborn baby. But oh, I'm sure. Congratulations. But we, you, you. very cute girl. But there you go. Be on the lookout for that one. Yep. Oh my god. Okay, joke joke machine. Uh, you, dude, you've always been that way. You've always, if I'm doing warm up on a show, sometimes like uh, it was uh, idiot test. Idiot test. You'd come out. You'd grab the mic, and what would you'd always say about me? You would say, "Keep it going for Dave Coulier, everybody." Dave. Cut it out. Uh, who's another Detroit guy, actually, right, Kouye? Yeah. Uh, we did a banquet together. Uh, we did a charity thing uh, for Denny Nagel in Maryland. Me and Kouye, people's minds exploded when we were together. They were like, oh, it's the same guy. And then uh, we drank afterwards, and then we had no idea we were on the same flight sitting next to each other on the way home. He was a good dude, though. <laughs> uh, God, Chris, that was amazing. We have a few more clips we'd like you to join in. What do we have left? I know we had a few more posts. Uh, we have Miss the Mississippi Valley State. Yeah. Okay, show this one. Okay, so you might you have headphones on. All right, good. This one, this is Mississippi Valley State was 0-28. 0-27. Okay, so listen to the announcers on the line. So they show the announcers coming up, and they're losing their minds. Yes, student announcers. Student as, announcers. As you can probably tell. So they get to them. That's their first one. It was on senior night, so that makes it more special. Sure. Coach is taking the ball, and these guys are just still losing their minds. That's how Detroit fans are up until this year. We're like, we won the preseason! Well, we, fought, we won money on Detroit Moneyline on one game that night because they were due for a win. Unbelievable. So yeah, they still giving everybody shout outs. Uh, it was really funny. Student athlete or students doing the play by play. Uh we have the autograph one next, or which one's next? What do you have? I don't care. Uh it was the um the the little big brother takes his Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, do you have siblings? I don't. Okay. I, I have an older sister. We played a lot of wiffle ball together. This is something uh my sister would have done to me who was older. But anyway, so they're playing a little backyard wiffle ball. And, you know, you should let your little brother strike you out. But this is what this kid did. He takes his little brother deep. Watch this. So it's a really bad. Just cranks it over the neighbor's solar panel. <laughs> just scream. Now, see, I don't think. Who's screaming? The little kid who gave up the homer. Oh. So obnoxious. So obnoxious. Like, that's, that's trouble brewing there in the future. Yeah, that's a kid who winks at the mom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, do we have the autograph one? Sure. What's sure. next? I don't know. I know we have a couple more. Uh, we can do the autograph. The autograph. I want, yeah, I want Chris and everyone to see this one. Okay, so this guy, uh, you know, how do you feel about a grown man just just pushing his way through and on top of young kids to get an autograph? I don't even remember who the player was, but um, I, I would feel, how would I feel? There it is, there it is, right there. Okay, so he's clearly just, I mean, he's got to be uh, 50 plus, maybe Neil Sean's age, maybe he's 70, I'm not sure. Sure. So the question I have for you, Chris, did you ever clamor for an autograph from anyone quite like that? Or who would you do that for now? I've only been starstruck one time okay. in my entire life in Los Angeles. And I was at the improv and Ricky Medlock from Leonard Skinnerd was oh, there. Yeah. And I almost started weeping. Yeah. I was just like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, ah. Okay. 
Did you get an autograph? No, no. Good. Okay. I was too afraid to talk to him. Wow, that's interesting. I, for me, Michael Keaton. I, I was just like Michael Keaton. Yeah. All right on. Paralyzed. I was like, uh, it's the only time I was speech. Maybe the only time I was speech in my life. Uh, who would you like clamor for an autograph like that? Would you do that? Um, who would you want autograph? Or did you get one when you were a kid? No, I. I, I mean, I've met Dick Butkus, and I wasn't really old enough to. To appreciate that you met Dick Butkus, right? Legendary linebacker um, who recently passed I'd away. I'd probably freak out if I saw Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. And okay. would you be bummed if he was like, "What do you even want this autograph for? <laughs> yeah, it's not even real it's, life. <laughs> right. It's just ink. Time right. is a flat circle." He's gotten a little weird. Sure. Yeah. Just well, have yeah. a conversation with. Him. Yeah, he's got all the money. He's he, got all the money. He, he can do whatever he wants. He's got a library. Uh, and then are there any more clips? Or what do we have? Uh, yeah, we have the the bet. Yeah, I want to do that one. All right, we'll play this one. This is Laura Cat. I follow this girl. This girl does a lot of online gambling stuff. Texas, uh, very cool. So she has a. We'll have Chris play along. Go ahead, show the All bet. Right, we're gonna do betting odds on which toy my. Okay, you got to bet on the dog for his birthday. So she's gonna so give her dog three off, toys. We have the heavy favorite, this bone. It's a bone wrapped in plastic. I will be leaving it in the plastic though. The bone's minus two fifty. So that's a big favorite. We have this ball or a ball. Have it at plus a hundred. So that's the so line at plus a hundred. And then money. last but yeah. not least, we have this stick. At plus 300. So we'll see what's going on. A stick is also yeah, uh, the end of it. Which one will the dog take? Stick and bone. What do you think, Chris? Which one are we doing? Um, oh. I'm gonna, well, you well, waited. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that dog take on the chicken. <laughs> he went with the ball. I mean, that was an upset, right? I had the yeah. bone. And does yeah. she have like 4 billion followers? She has a lot. She's, uh, she's very good, but she's really funny. She's really good. She has a lot of followers on. Uh, she's a big Texas fan. So when the Rangers were winning, she was at the games. She places a lot of bets. She gets parlays. She gets picks. And uh, she's also a Texas Longhorn fan. So when they lost in the national championship, she was bummed out. But that was her dog's birthday. So yeah, horns down. Thank you, Ryan. Very good. Uh, all right, listen, Chris, I can't. Uh, your buddy Matt is here in town. He's hey, at hey, West in a long time. What are you guys doing this afternoon? I know you got to get at five and then two yeah. shows tonight. Yeah. Not to, do you have anything planned? Oh, yeah. Catch? Oh, yeah. Because I'm throwing up the first pitch of the Tiger Marlins game. Holy crap. Yeah. When is that? May 14th. You're th this is exciting. I'm super excited. I'm so horrified because I haven't thrown a baseball since eighth grade. Are you a lefty? I'm a righty. You're a righty. Okay, right-hander. So you're going to play catch. No right. underhand. But what I think I'm going to do is because this is an insane viral opportunity. Yes. I think I'm either going to try to pick someone off at third base <laughs> or just like step off the mound and you know, maybe balk or something. Yeah. Or just whip it. And maybe, or maybe like... Work something out with a bird like Randy Johnson right. did. <laughs> the timing on that, you got one, 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 one shot. Tiny window on that. That's exciting. Okay, we got to get video of that and then show it on the show. Yeah. That's a big honor. I'm so excited. Throwing out the, wow, throwing out the first. Are you doing shows that week then too? No. no? Uh, the, the, my, my fiance, Michelle, told me I was not allowed to. She's like, you're a crazy workaholic. Yeah. We're going there. You're going to have fun. We're going to enjoy ourselves. No shows. Enjoy it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Because what people don't understand, when you go home, it is, you think, oh, you're going home, it's going to be fun. It's the most stressful week of your life. Because everybody wants to talk to you. I, and, it, and it's flattering. Everyone wants to it's see you. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. And what I've learned to do is, I, I, all my cousins, I go, look, I'm going to the North Park Lounge. I'll be there at 8 o'clock on Saturday. We got the back function room. Come on out. Yeah. Because otherwise, you're just spreading yourself thin, and it's, it's impossible. Yeah. And I mean, I love anybody who's a fan of mine, and, I, yeah. and I'll talk to all of them. Sometimes there's 30, 40 people waiting to talk to you, and you feel... So uncomfortable. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, I have a feeling a lot of people will be talking to you. You have new merchandise, I understand. I have lip balm. You have li- what? Yeah, Chris oh, Newberg lip balm. Yeah, it says it's it's got a, it's yellow. It says Newberg. It's vanilla. It's basically chapstick. Oh my god! And I, and I sell it for are you. Ready? What? Whatever anyone wants to pay, I do not care. Oh really? A yeah. dollar? Two dollars? Someone gave me two hundred bucks last night. And I was like, I love Vegas. Here at the Laugh Factory? <laughs> oh, you were doing two shows last night. That's right. Yeah. And she's like, I'm sorry I heckled you during your show. I'll buy one of your chapstick 200 thingies. bucks. 200 bucks. Venmoed me. I didn't even look at it because I, I didn't have my phone on. Yeah. And I was like, I love drunk people. <laughs> uh, I always have a chapstick on me, Carmex. That is a great idea. I have to. It's uh, it's my crutch. And I guess I can hide pills in there and stuff. Oh, that's I good. <laughs> but also, you never know when your nipples are going to get chafed. It happens. That's why I can only wear cotton. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching the show. Everybody in the live chat room, all the great questions for Chris and just all the live comments. And let's see, uh, Bob, always good for the director to yawn in front of comedians. Bob Dell liked that one. I love Ann. She knows that. Uh, Chris, unbelievable job. Good luck with the first pitch, man. May 14th? May 14th against the Marlins. Against the Marlins. That is going to be huge. Uh, 98 shows. Tomorrow is show 99. Uh, Thursday, we have comedian uh, Lunell will be here, who's at the Jimmy Kimmel Club. I believe she has a residency. She'll be here. And uh, we look forward to you guys uh, for 101 on Friday. I will be somehow doing some sort of Dalmatian thing. We're not really sure how that's going to work. But anyway, uh, thanks for watching the show. Punchlines live in Nevada every show. Mm-hmm.